Welcome back. I'm Stephanie Hibbert, and I'm so glad that you're here. I love sharing my first podcast with you. It was such an awesome experience. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and start there. It's worth it. I have been feeling a lot of emotion around it. There's been a voice in the back of my mind that keeps telling me that the grown-ups are going to show up and shut down this party, that I cannot enjoy doing a podcast this much, that it's just not okay for me to share these things with you. Have you ever felt that way where you have had something happen in your life that you felt awesome about? or new possibilities that felt exciting. And then right after, you feel this sinking feeling, like it's not gonna last, and the reality is gonna hit you sometime soon. Like maybe you just don't understand all the things going on, so you can't enjoy the moment. I felt this way a lot when I was in therapy. I would learn, and I would grow, and I'd feel awesome for a moment, and then the voice would tell me, oh, you're so cute. You learn something little, but you don't understand. There's way more here that you need to work on. And there's going to be a trigger in the next few minutes. You better brace yourself. I would get really good at looking all around me and seeing the possibilities and catching them before they came. Because there's triggers everywhere. And I could see them all around me. But like I mentioned in my first podcast, that process totally optional. Triggers are optional. That's what we're going to talk about today. The truth about triggers, what that means for you. And then my TLC takeaway will include a little golden nugget about light and a practice that you can use to add TLC to your life today. Let's start off by defining the word trigger. Webster Dictionary says to trigger is to cause an intense and usually negative emotional reaction in someone. Seems logical, right? It was my definition when I was helping people struggling with pornography addiction. I remember a time about eight years ago where I was participating in a group session and one of the women was feeling very overwhelmed by her experience. From that place of overwhelm, she said that going out in public during the summer was like having lung cancer and willingly walking into a designated smoking area. That anytime she saw a woman wearing a bikini or short shorts or anything that she saw as suggestive clothing, she would feel triggered, worry about her husband, and then feel overwhelmed by the trauma from his infidelity. She said that there were so many triggers around her that she could barely breathe from the suffocation of this quote-unquote smoke around her. She was trying to hold boundaries with her husband, but he was still acting out in lustful fantasies and she didn't trust him. She just couldn't find a place where she could feel safe leaving her home. According to this woman's belief, married with Webster's definition, these women were triggering her creating an intense negative emotional reaction inside of her. I want you to take a moment and think about how you feel hearing this woman's story. How are you feeling about what I shared? About these triggers that are creating this negative experience for this woman? Can you feel the powerlessness? How stuck she feels? Not very hopeful story, right? 
Well, here is the truth about triggers. It was not the women who were triggering her. It was not what they were wearing that was triggering her. It was not her husband or his past actions that were triggering her. It was her own thoughts. She believed that these women were triggering. So that's how she experienced them. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that can change your life forever. It definitely changed mine the first time I heard this truth. Ready? Your thoughts create your feelings. I'm going to say it again. Your thoughts are what create your feelings. Not the people around you. Not the circumstances you're going through. It's your thoughts. This woman's thoughts were triggering her feelings. Not her husband's actions. Not the women in the suggestive clothing. Her own thoughts. Now, it's totally natural if you want to argue with me right now. Because a lot of people do. And I did when I first heard that thoughts create your feelings. I remember feeling like it took away all of the accountability of the people around me. Like I just had to be okay with whatever they did and that my values didn't matter. So if you're feeling that way right now, you're not alone. It's okay. I get you. But here is why this news is the best news ever. If it's your thoughts that are triggering you, then being triggered is optional. It gives you all of your power back to create your feelings instead of being at the mercy of your surroundings and other people's actions, which is totally good news. So let's flesh out this concept with some examples to help your brain calm down. (laughs) Most people will say that when someone you love dies, it causes you grief, right? Okay, but hang on. When someone dies, when do you feel sad about it? The moment that they die? Or is it the moment that you learn about their death and you have a thought about it? Like, I'm going to miss them. Or I hope their passing was peaceful. Or your brain goes through all of the things in your life that are going to be harder because they're not here. The truth is, someone you love could have passed away days ago and you're feeling totally unaffected by it. That's because it's only after you have a thought about their death that you start feeling grief or relief or loneliness or whatever feeling your thoughts are creating. Here's another example of why thoughts create feelings. Answer this. If a circumstance can trigger an emotion, then why do people experience it differently? Let's take 9-11, for example. Lots of people felt awful because they thought it was a tragedy. But then there were some terrorists who felt triumphant because they thought it was a success. Why did those two groups feel so differently? Well, it's because they thought about it differently. The facts were universal. Airplanes hit buildings, people died, the date and location that it happened. Those are all truth. Those are all fact. But the stories that their thoughts created were what triggered their individual experiences. That's why 
we all experience life differently because we interpret the facts with stories, our thought stories. Let's go back to Webster's definition, which says to trigger is to cause an intense and usually negative emotional reaction in someone. This is only true if we define a trigger as a thought and not as a situation or a circumstance. You might be thinking, okay, Stephanie, why does it matter if a trigger is a thought or a circumstance? Either way, I'm feeling awful about it and I don't know what to do. But here's the thing. If you recognize that your trigger is a thought inside your own mind, then you have the power to change the trigger by changing what you choose to think. When the woman in the group session saw the women around her and thought about their clothing as suggestive, her brain took that label and shifted it to thinking about her husband's actions and fantasies. The combination of those thoughts created feelings of fear and trauma, similar to times where she had felt that way in the past. So she would blame her past for starting that trigger, blame the women for bringing up that trigger, blame her husband for not fixing things so she could stop being triggered, and live her day-to-day at the mercy of the things around her. Can you see how she's giving away all of her power? No wonder she felt like she couldn't breathe. Once she recognizes that her thoughts inside her own mind are what's triggering her, then she has the power to change her experience. When I first learned this, it was like someone had gone inside my brain and turned on all of the lights opened my eyes to the chaos that I had been creating for myself, chaos that I had borrowed from past beliefs, and that I was unknowingly recreating in my life over and over again. Chaos that didn't have to be there. I would fight day after day to try and change my circumstances or heal from my past so that I didn't have to go through that chaos. But what I didn't know was that my circumstances didn't need to change. Just my thoughts about them. So powerful. All right, now let's bring it to your life. In my last podcast, I told you to think of an area of your life where you bring up your past. You go through your triggers you re-experience the emotion of where you had been in the past. What is that past experience that you just can't seem to leave behind? Here's your TLC takeaway for today. When you feel tempted to blame or borrow thoughts from your past, practice this positive trigger thought instead. I choose today how I want to think about yesterday. The past can't trigger you. Only you can. What triggers do you want to keep in your life? You get to choose. And that's what coaching is. It's turning on the lights to see what is going on in your brain, recognizing thoughts that aren't serving you, 
and picking thoughts on purpose that will help you create the life that you actually want to live. A life without repeating where you've been. That's why I call myself the light coach. My goal is to help you turn on the lights inside of you to see the power that you have and let go of any heaviness or darkness that you've unnecessarily been carrying around. It's time. It's time for you to think light, to feel light, and to live light. If you want to learn more about how to think light, feel light, and live light, then hop on my website, thelightcoach.com, to schedule a free intro session and explore what's possible for you. That's the L-I-G-H-T coach.com. I promise you, it'll be an adventure that you will